Welcome, friend, to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. Today is the third part of our month-long look at the fifth step, which reads, quote, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs, end of quote. In the first part of this step, we said that our wrongs have separated us from a healthy and loving relationship with God and with ourselves and with our fellow human beings. Admitting our wrongs to ourselves and others, and confessing our sins to God, is that inner house cleaning we all need in order to begin enjoying the benefits of sobriety. We first admit our wrongs to God. We do so because God is the highest power to whom we can appeal. The wrongs we did during the practice of our addiction are first and foremost wrongs done against our loving God. But these wrongs also have had a terrible effect on ourselves, especially in the sense that we have developed the habit of denial. Not only have we denied the truth about ourselves to God and to our fellows, but we've also done the same to ourselves. While sitting at the recovery tables, Some of us have been warned not to break the so-called 11th commandment, which says, quote, bull blank thyself not. I'll let you fill in the blank. One of the hallmarks of addiction is that we lie so much that we often lose the capacity to tell or even know what is true and what isn't the truth. Not only to others, and to God, but also to ourselves. We know our sins better than anyone. But as we've said before, knowing our wrongs and admitting the exact nature of our wrongs to ourselves, well, those are two different matters. The Bible is very clear regarding the benefits of admitting our wrongs. The Apostle John reminds us of those benefits with these words, quote, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But the truth is, confession demands great courage. This is especially true in confessing our wrongs to ourselves. In most cases, We've invested a great deal of energy practicing the principles of denial. Deny, deny, deny at all costs. And we ride that denial train until we ourselves have distorted uh, the view of our own lives. But here's the problem. We can deny our wrongs to ourselves till we're blue in the face. But God already knows the truth the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And God is only too happy to reveal all our wrongs to us 
if we just get off the denial train. Listen to these words spoken by Job centuries ago. Quote, How many are my iniquities and my sins? Make me know my transgression and my sin, Lord. End of quote. We recall the sin of King David in desiring Bathsheba and in murdering her husband by proxy. Those sins were denied and they were even justified by him. That is, until David was confronted with his wrongs by God's prophet Nathan. It was this incident that led David to admit to himself the exact nature of his wrongs. David ceased his denial and confessed his wrongs to God. Psalm 51 is a record of David's heartfelt confession. In that psalm, David writes, quote, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge me. End of quote. Towards the end of that psalm, David proclaims an amazing truth about our loving and merciful God. He reveals to us, under the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit, that the best sacrifice we can make for our sins, the sacrifice that pleases God the most, is a heart that is sincerely broken and sorrowful over the wrongs that we've done. When we admit our wrongs to ourselves, we can be sure that we're not unique. The Bible reveals this truth about people, all people. Listen, quote, No one is righteous, not even one. Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious, perfect standard. End of quote. The myth that we often want to promote, that we are leading this perfect exemplary life, that attitude is both unnecessary and unrealistic. The important thing in this step, step five, is for us to turn denial into admission to turn lies into honesty, and most importantly, to turn fear into faith. Faith that we serve a merciful and loving God who is always ready to forgive. The Bible promises that for all those who admit their sin. God promises to take their sin and, and he throws those sins into the sea of forgetfulness to remember them no more. And God also promises that he separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. Does he separate them from us? 
in the parable of the prodigal son. You'll recall that this rebellious boy returned home expecting to be chastened by his father. Instead, he was welcomed with open arms with these words, quote, The father said, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. When we admit the exact nature of our wrongs, we can be sure that we'll be celebrating right along with our Heavenly Father that we've done so. Friend, there's nothing to fear. God loves you. God sacrificed the life of his only son for you personally. And he wants you to live your life accordingly and in that love. Not only now, but on into eternity. Well, friend, that's all for today. Next week, we'll conclude our look at step five and talk about admitting to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Please mark your calendar for this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. and join us for the new Christian Recovery Group. We'll be meeting in person at the Traverse City Alano Club, located at 3055 Cass Road, Suite 109, just south of South Airport Road. And so, until next time, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessings.